Boom blast. And we are live. This is the Wrap It Up on Blast Raps post-game show. As always, my name is Sheldon Alexander, and this episode of Wrap It Up is brought to you by Clean Cuts Barbershop, 2013 Danforth Avenue in the east end of Toronto. Clean Cuts, the multicultural barbers that will always keep you fresh for any and all occasions. So go see Skip and the crew, and as a wise man once said, tell them that I sent you. Check them out on Instagram at Clean Cuts Toronto or give them a call 416-917-4833 to book your appointments now. Well, well, well. Big time game for the Toronto Raptors. Again, thank you guys for tuning in. My name is Sean Alexander. This is the Wrap It Up Podcast. Thanks guys for tuning in if you are live on Twitter as we are after each and every Toronto Raptors game at Shell Alexander comments and questions we take them there because this is the interactive podcast we discuss what's going on live after each and every Raptors game again on Twitter at Shell Alexander also taking comments and questions on Instagram at Sheldon Alexander today I'm joined by my boy Q Mr. DDS Caps himself the other half of DDS Caps you saw O on the last pod tonight we got Q it's weird their schedules never align that they're here together or rarely never but hey when I can get when I can get them to come through and bless the pod, it's greatly appreciated. Q, what's going on, man? I'm good, man. I'm just oh. that's it. Good, that's good it. to be a Raptors fan today, right? <laughs> what more can I say? 132 points. You know, Big even, boy even, even Dewan Hernandez was coming off the bench, putting in <laughs> finger roll layups. Everybody got some tonight in this game. Toronto Raptors coming through with a massive win, 132 to 96. Huge thanks to you guys for tuning in. And of course, if you know, if you miss the pod, we got you covered because it ends up on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, and on YouTube. Just search On Blast Podcast. We got you covered. Like and subscribe. And of course, like I always say, tell your friends. Spread the love that is this Raptors team because this is a Raptors team that is super easy to root for. And they win big tonight, 132-96. I'll be honest, this was kind of a game I was very interested to see because I don't think that the Hornets are a great team by any measure, but if the Raptors are this team that we think is going to come in in the top half, Mm -hmm. right, of the Eastern Conference, you take care of business against the Hornets, regardless of who's in the lineup for the Raps. And this Hornets team was playing, all right, they came out. And they were winning, they won back-to-back games before coming into this game. But the Raps in this game, to me, showed why, A, as I said, I enjoy cheering for this team. But they just got so many pieces, and it's such a beautifully run offense. You're talking about you score 132, and they had 50 field goals in this game and assisted on 40 of them. A franchise-high 40 assists for the Raps. And when you have ball movement like that going, can anyone beat the Raps? Do you know what I mean? Like when the offense is flowing like that and the ball is moving, seven players in double digits, it's just a thing of beauty to watch. And it's just hitting open shots, no? I mean, yeah. I mean, you you didn't need a 30-35 from Fred. You didn't need a 30-35 from from pascal and said those were their minutes they played tonight which which you'll take (laughs) freddie only played 31 minutes pascal 35 which is something that the raps needed for sure with the heavy load they were taking yeah boucher (laughs) he's an animal are you on the boucher train i'm on the boucher train i just 
like he he jumps out of the gym for every rebound. He shoots from wherever he wants. <laughs> right? He's he's got the he's got the Dick Nurse green light. Yeah. Right? He just he just plays with energy and that's yeah. that's what you expect from him, right? I like that he's all over the place. He's super active as you mentioned. I like that even if he comes in and he's getting fouls, he's still super active, which makes him a factor. Yeah. And that's key especially for a young player coming off the bench especially just bring energy on both ends of the floor. Boucher finished with 11 and 11 in this game, a double-double. And you look at the box score for the Raps and everyone's stat line. I mean, okay, so Freddie Freddie only shot 3 of 12, okay? But still finishes with 11 points, 8 assists, 4 rebounds, 4 steals, like doing a little bit of everything. Yep. If you're Fred Van Vliet, okay? Norm. Norm finishes with 17 points. Norm also gave you 6 assists. Mark Gasol, who everyone loves to hate, five points, but then my guy had nine assists and eight rebounds. So Pascal, 20 points from him, seven of 14, solid shooting, but the night might really belong to Rondé Hollis Jefferson. In the first half, he really turned this game around. He came in off the Raptors bench, gave a quick 15 points out of nowhere. Like I looked up at you and I was like, where did that come from? 15 points in like 10 minutes of action. And has he proven, do you think, has he earned a spot that he now should be getting consistent minutes on this Raptors bench going forward, regardless of who's in the lineup and who's not? Um, definitely. I think I think he he is now showing that why they brought him in. Yeah. Right? He comes in, he defends anybody. Yep. Right? Big, bigger, bigger players, guards, right? He's active on the boards. Yeah. Right? He's not the biggest guy. He's only I think no. he's six seven. It's all right? hustle. It's all hustle, right? And like you said, like he had quick, quick fifteen points. He's coming off the bench, energy. He defends, and and he cuts to the basket. Yeah, that's what you. That's what you need. I think we finally found that. Whether it's the ninth or tenth guy, mm-hmm. and it, and you know, just watching the way he's played the last couple of games kind of makes me wonder what the hell happened over the summer. But maybe he was still injured. I think or, some guys who are vets, I really think this, they try to come into camp and play themselves in the shape. Yeah. I think that happens sometimes with NBA vets. And if you come into a team that practices as hard as the Raptors practice, yeah. you might look really bad trying to play yourself in the shape yeah. during training camp. And I don't know that to be well, true. He, he I'm missed, trying to just present He missed theories. the end of last season. So mm-hmm. I'm thinking that because watching him play, I don't see him coming in and trying to play a different way. I see what right? you're saying. Yeah. So I think maybe he was hurt. Maybe, like you said, he was hurt. He was out for the end of last season, probably into the summer. Mm-hmm. So he's just, just trying to play himself back into basketball shape. Yeah. And it looks like he's gotten there now. And, you know, it shows why Masai brought him in. And again, Rondé came in this game, 20 minutes of play. My guy finishes with 15 and 8 and four offensive rebounds. Yeah. And that to me is the key because, as you mentioned, everything is so basic and simple. It's hustle. Yep. He's getting on the offensive glass. And even offensively, 6 of 10 from the floor. But his buckets are all in the paint. And it's Every all just one. either offensive tap-in or someone driving and just dumping it off to him. And he's making layups. Yep. But the thing that I, I like as well is that he goes up strong to finish. Because he's undersized as well. Yep. And if he has to go into someone's body to like get a little contact to go through them, he'll do that. But either way, I think the the big thing with Rondé is it's all just hustle. And that 
is a great example to set for so many dudes on this Raptors team. And I know I keep going back to this point on every single podcast, but it's the Nick Nurse thing from when he was trying to say these guys weren't defending. I know that's the part that got all the headlines, but the part that he finished that whole point off with was our offense is simple. So guys sometimes get worried about shots on the offensive end when really our offense if you just move the ball and trust the offense, you're going to get easy buckets. And Rondé is proving that right now where he came off and he was just cooking and you can't really, the other part of what he brought to this and correct me if I'm wrong here. So tell me if you think I'm off, but I think he also brings a little more like dirtiness, like griminess to the Raptors lineup that especially without Serge Ibaka, they didn't really have a dude that's in there like mixing it up. You know, like throwing bows underneath, grabbing those tough offensive rebounds, diving for the ball. Collectively as a team, I think they do that. But in terms of an energy guy coming in and just mucking it up, I feel like the Raps were missing that, especially without Serge. Definitely, definitely. You think he filled that void? I think he, I think he has. And, it, and it, you know, I've, I've seen, seen a lot of posts, seen a lot of uh, comments here, seen some memes mm-hmm. talking about Benchmob 2.0. No, 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 no. Are we there? No, we got to slow that down. No. We're not there yet. What are you going to think, though? No, we're not there You have Norm, who's on your bench. Norm's starting. On a full team, Norm's on your bench. Yeah, but at this moment, he's starting. But on a full team, Norm's (laughs) on your bench. Who knows when the full team's coming back? Terrence Davis, Norm, Uh Rondé. Serge. Serge. Uh, No, I'm not. No, no. no. You got to earn that label. It can't just be given. Meaning, I have to see these guys because here's the thing, right? We're still always going back to what's the magic word of the Wrap It Up podcast? Consistency. And so until I see those guys, and who knows when that's going to happen. I don't know when Kyle's coming back. No idea. But when those guys come back and now you shift them back to the bench, if they can consistently provide that, hey, I'm all for calling them bench mob 2.0. But the Raps bench was doing work for two straight years. Right, they had like two hot summers to quote, to quote Jay. Do you yep. know what I mean? They had two hot summers where they came back and they were putting in work for the raps, where they were beating other teams. So it's gonna take me a while to to just levy that you know nickname upon nickname. what we're currently seeing. But with that said, still, still enjoying be, still, the ride. And, you, and you, I think you still got to be encouraged, right? For sure, for sure, right? Because what the theme of the first couple games of the season was. How long can we really ride a seven-man lineup? Yeah. Yep. Well, now I think we have yeah. the potential of having that eighth, ninth, tenth, even eleventh guy. Yeah. And it's it's funny how it went from how long can we ride this bench mo- or sorry the seven-man rotation to then being forced to up Siakam and Fred's yep. minutes. They got no rest. Mm-hmm. And it's like the hidden gem of all this was you figured out okay, cool, you can roll out Terrence Davis, you can roll out. Rondé and you can play those guys and now almost you're setting up two things either when Kyle comes back and when Serge comes back hey you're rolling you got a full lineup you can throw out a bunch of things throw out different lineups you can play guys you know shorter minutes you can rest guys because yep. Marc Gasol can afford to take a night off Serge Kyle etc you know that you can do that but also are we kind of getting a glimpse of what could be if, let's say, Masai decides to pull the trigger on a few moves? Or or, or am I go- taking a step too far here and need to, like, pump the brakes and slow down? 
Because all I'm saying you is, know, I think, I think, it, I think we have to be realistic. That day is coming. Mm-hmm. Whether it's the decision is coming. Whether it's whether it comes via this trade deadline or over the summer or next year's trade deadline, mm-hmm. there are moves to be made. Yeah, and I think if things continue, like you said, with the consistency, it'll make those moves a little easier. For everybody to yeah. swallow, right? Like, everyone's not going to be in panic mode if you traded Kyle Lowry. Because at least you're like, oh, okay, well, Terrence Davis has shown some productivity. And at least you can bank on, well, if Terrence becomes Fred and blah, blah, blah. And you, yeah. can, you can see that. But you've seen that Fred is real. You've seen that Terrence Davis at least can ease something. And so you feel a lot more at ease and again i'm not rushing to trade kyle lowry so let's slow down on that talk (laughs) i'm just trying to jump ahead and say if you were talking about before the season trading kyle lowry i feel like people were a lot more like scared or terrified whereas now you still see the team's okay you trust the the organizational depth which you weren't really sure if it was there i wasn't sure if it was there but we're seeing hey these guys are nba players and your system above all Means that next man up, let's go, and that's and these a beautiful players thing. Willing to work, willing with with something to prove, mm-hmm. are probably the perfect players for that system. You know, it's interesting that post game interview with Terrence Davis, where Pascal came up behind him, and Danielle shouts to Misho, by the way, and the whole digital team, cool people's over there. I rep them, but I was gonna say when Pascal comes over and bigs up Terrence Davis. Terrence Davis was quick to say, oh, Pascal, he's a man. He's a man. And what it made me think of was Terrence Davis looking at Pascal and thinking, I could be him mm-hmm. in terms of I was unheralded. I came for, I, he was undrafted. Pascal undrafted. was a late first round pick. But at the same surprise time, late first round pick. surprise late first round pick for sure. But at the same time, Terrence Davis looks at that and he says, okay, well, here's a guy that just worked hard. He got in the lab year in, year out. And now he's the man. And I can't I couldn't help but think watching Terrence Davis in that moment, looking up to Pascal, that he has to be thinking that could be me if I work. That's cool. That's yeah. awesome. And, and then you have you have Fred there too. So he can be for sure. He's one of the two, right? He, yeah. They they have multiple guys who they can look up yeah. and look up and say, Yeah, we, we, we caught some bad breaks over, mm-hmm. but whether you just weren't drafted or didn't get heralded or the media didn't mm-hmm. didn't get a glimpse of us properly. But come in, work hard, yeah. thrive in this system, and look where I can get. For sure. For sure. I think it's a really good look for the Raps, just in terms of what they've been able to do with the organizational depth. And we got a lot of people filtering in here, I guess, bringing up the Kyle Lowry stuff yeah, got started, people a started, little, trade, <laughs> which, wasn't, which wasn't my <laughs> intention. I was here just trying to big up what the Raps did and just seeing what the depth is. But let's get to some comments here uh, because someone says... Tata, yo, shouts to O-Dog, Tata Bless. O-Dog. Says, consistency is definitely key, clear, positive communications. Bless. Uh, I said, am I going too far? Talking about the trade talks. My boy, Abir, AB, checks in and says, keep going, fam. I asked if I need to pump the brakes, so keep going. He <laughs> says, keep going. Coach Flora says, you're right. Tammy disagrees. She checks in and says, all in caps, too far. <laughs> but, you know, obviously the point See, comes down to this, as I am... Why Dove's Cry says, if the trade is right, which obviously, obviously at this point we trust in Masai that we know he's not pulling the trigger on anything unless 
it's the right move for the team. But see, K K two's Garnett says, "Chill with the the trade Lowry talk. We want to win this year," and I think there's still that element mm-hmm. of the Raptors hopeful that still see this team as a contender for a championship. For a championship, um, or at least to to go like even if they don't win, but I think if you look around at the Eastern Conference, if you get to the conference finals, you're saying. Even the conference finals, but I think I think, and of course we just seen a blowout from you know yeah, yeah. the bench, yeah, basically. So I think people are still thinking like if the Raptors can consistently put in this type of work, mm-hmm. this effort, mm-hmm. is Milwaukee and, and Philly that much better? With, with the full team, I know what you're saying. With right? the full Raptors like obviously, squad, obviously on paper you're looking and you see Embiid and Simmons and yeah, etc. Giannis, Giannis etc. And and although Pascal is on the verge of getting there, he mm-hmm. may not be at that Giannis level yet. Mm-hmm. But people are thinking that, especially with this system and the defense they play, that it may still be possible, okay, to squeak out some wins in the playoffs. So I still think there's still there's still a lot of hope. People don't want to make the move. People don't want to make. And in a weird way, whereas some people might have thought the injuries might have hurt those thoughts it's yeah. actually boosted those thoughts yes. because they've played better with not better but they've still maintained a high level of play yeah. without kyle and serge who are key parts of your squad it's very interesting what's going on with this raptors team and apologies for going this long without mentioning this man and giving him enough due for what he did in this game and i can't even say in this game because it was three quarters yep. and really the only thing that stopped this person was the elbow of Nikola Batum, <laughs> but OG Ananobi, who scored 16 of his career-high 24 points in the third quarter, he shot 6 of 7 in that third quarter, including 4 of 5 from 3. And again, my guy finished career-high 24 points in three quarters, didn't even play the fourth. Yep. OG Ananobi was a key focal point coming into this season because people were wondering, is he the one that's going to take the Pascal leap? He's been, he's played really well when he's been out there. Obviously, he just was injured. He's come back. Didn't play too well last game. Tonight was a different story. When you're seeing OG like this, <laughs> is it kind of scary? <laughs> just seeing like, like what is this kid capable of if he is now splashing threes? He finished four of seven from three in this game. I think he's a better individual defensive player than Pascal. So if he can get his offense up to that level, mm-hmm. we might be seeing, dare I say, a better version. Because Pascal, okay, right, I'm because he, because he plays, we just we just witnessed Kawhi, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah so yeah. the reason why Kawhi is call, being called, or it may be the best player in the league, mm-hmm. is because of not only offense he gives, defense, but he yeah. but he has that same level on defense. Facts, right? Yeah. So now OG, and I'm saying like, yes, you know, Siakam's long and and. You know he he he's he's a hus- he's more of a hustle defender. Yeah. Whereas OG is strong, and quick and agile and can defend better on ball defender. If he gets his offense yeah. rolling and and starts hitting those shots consistently, he might be better than Pascal. <laughs> no. I mean, I I understand what you're you saying. Know, you know what I know what, what you're saying. saying. I know what you're saying. You're saying eventually, not eventually. Like, eventually. I know what you're I'm saying. not saying not right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I know I'm what just you're saying. saying. I'm just saying. He brings, he brings, if he can get his offense up to that level, mm-hmm. he also brings 
on ball like on ball defense, defense where Pascal is a solid on ball defender but his help defense is 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 solid yeah. getting to the glass and 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 being a help defender and the thing too about OG you're right his on ball defense is disgusting yeah his decision making is super interesting in terms of how much that's improved mm -hmm. because i feel like before it was either okay, I'm wide open or I'm kind of open, so I'm just going to shoot this three. Whereas now you see him at least thinking about it. And this game as well, I think, was a perfect example of what I've always said about OG heading into this season is start inside. Get easy buckets going to the basket first on cutting, on getting on the offensive glass. Do that first, then when you step out, that three just feels a lot more smooth. You, you've already, there's something about basketball when you see the ball yeah. go in first, right? And then you're shooting the threes and it's good. I don't like when, and same thing goes for Marc Gasol, when your first few shots are all just these threes because you're wide open. And those are good shots because you're open, but sometimes getting the layup, getting that touch around the glass mm -hmm. helps you extend the game. And OG Ananobi, man, he's surprising me. I can admit when I'm stunned, I did not expect him to be shooting the three like that. Like his numbers shooting the three, 52.5% from three. That's what OG Ananobi is shooting from three this year. 52.5% from three. That's insane. That's stupid. Nobody's expecting him to stay at that clip. But if he's shooting 40% from three, we're ecstatic. And you're talking about yeah. and you're talking about 12 games in. Well, he hasn't played 13 games. He's played what, 10? Yeah, about that. That's a solid sample size to show improvement like vast improvement on your three-point shot and i think he's he's we, we've been talking not to bring up Kawhi too much but we've been talking about the influence left mm -hmm. i think og embodies that more than anybody because the man was shooting and getting up and dunking and yeah i don't think the man sparked a smile once like, he, just, <laughs> he just you know what i mean like it's yeah. almost like he just like it's all business yeah yeah right and and Again, Who's the king of that? Kawhi. It shows you can be a superstar in this league and it doesn't have to be all up on the gram like LeBron yeah. or whatever. And I'm not even knocking that. I'm just saying difference in styles, right? Like you're, you don't have to be the all up in, <laughs> I was going to do the sugar night all up in the video, <laughs> right? But you could be a different kind of superstar yeah. and seeing Kawhi do that and go about his business. Heck, that was even something Mike Babcock talked about yeah. watching a superstar come in and do his business every single day and just perform at a high level and just be quiet about it. Yeah. That's, it's incredible to, to see like what the Raptors development program has been like and talk about, you know, having a quote-unquote redshirt year if you're OG Ananobi, <laughs> what a great year to sit to sit out and watch. And I'm doing air quotes for people yeah. listening on the podcast because I know it's not good that he was hurt last season, but you really get a different viewpoint of the game and see how you can contribute and what we talk about all the time, figure out different ways to affect a game that's not just scoring. And OG is definitely doing that. And if he continues to shoot the three, it's incredible. And I think a big part, and sorry, because I just remember this point because we were talking about it during the game. I was listening to, I think it was Kevin O'Connor on The Ringer, and they were talking about the change in the Phoenix Suns this season. And he said one of the things with uh, just the new offenses in the NBA and what the Suns have done with Monty Williams is his new thing is you have like 0.5 seconds to make a decision when you get the ball. Meaning you're not holding the ball and just standing there and like up faking or whatever. It's you're either dribbling, you're passing or shooting, but you're making those decisions quickly. And I feel like that's a good 
like I'm not saying the raps are having that exact same thing, but yeah. with the ball movement and quick passing, and I always think of Mark Gasol for this, but it forces you, it forces everybody to make quick decisions and the defense is always moving. And it's tough to play that level of defense yeah. against an offense like the Raps all game long. And it's not it's not only point five once you get the ball in your hand but it forces you to make plans before the ball gets to you, mm -hmm. right? So you already know where your guys are on the floor, what sure. options you have before that pass gets For to sure. you, which makes you, you makes you one step up, one step more ahead of the defense. Yeah, totally. And let's get to some more comments here because people are filtering in and really appreciate the feedback. Again, you can always hit us up live on Twitter with this feed at Shell Alexander and on Instagram at Sheldon Alexander. And we were talking earlier about the trades, <laughs> about am I looking too far ahead to the trades? And Logan checks in on Twitter and says, slow down, but you're not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate that, Logan. Thanks for tuning in. Logan is a regular as well. Huge shouts to Logan. Uh, the complaints department says defense is still elite. And it's one of the themes we talked about from our pre our first game of the year. Raps are going to be a solid team and in a lot of games and just blow out some teams because they play defense. Yeah. And that's what was the main difference between this game being close in the first quarter, the second quarter, to when the Raps really bared down in the second half and started going on. They went on a 15-6 to six run from the end of the first half to start of the second half. Then that turned into just a flat-out 10-0 run. And it just kept going and going and, then, and going. And then like with a running gun team, getting those, those offensive rebounds and those steals... Mm -hmm. Everybody just starts running, and you're going to get dunked. You're going to get open layups. You're gonna. It just. It it does make the game more fun. Yeah. It just. It looks. It looks easy and fun. DJ Raymond checks in and says, "Unless we get in Kawhi back, don't trade Lowry." <laughs> <laughs> That's a very good point. Len hey, it says, might happen. It don't look like LA is is, is oh, liking geez, the load management too this, much. Stop this. Paul George has looked legit since oh, he's come yeah, back. It's, 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 that team is a problem. <laughs> that team will be a problem. Uh, Len says, I think there's a legit path to the Eastern Conference final. Uh, people are backing that up, just saying simply facts. Uh, I don't know, man. It's it's a long ways to go. I, I'm enjoying this season. And I'm enjoying being surprised, being pleasantly surprised by this team and what the organization has been able to do, not one, but two, well, I guess keep going, three years in a row. Yeah. Like, how long has it been now? If you're talking Fred, Norm, Pascal, right? Like, OG. Now you're talking Terrence Davis. Now you're talking even Matt Thomas coming off the bench. Yeah. Boucher. Like, that's a guy you're taking off scrap heap, right? And putting yeah. into your program, being G League MVP, and now my guy is all over the place. Um, it's it's insane to see what the Raptors have done. Let's get to some more comments here before we wrap up. And uh, Pastor Wesley checks in and says, OG's mid-range shot off the dribble is going to be lethal. Just wait. He hit one of those in this yeah. game early, and I went, whoa. Okay. Like, he up-faked at the three-point line, took a step in, and banged in the long two, and I thought, okay. I don't remember that piece being in OG's arsenal last year, but appreciate to see that. Um it's 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 crazy, man. OG, I don't know what the what the limit is on what OG can possibly be, but it is scary good. Between, and between him, Fred, and Pascal, Rico Hines is going to be a rich man. 
Rico Hines. <laughs> so did you see the Kings game? Rico Hines yeah. is an assistant coach with the Kings. Yeah. So I mean, trust the process of I Rico. Guess so. I guess yeah. right. It's it's incredible. Uh, someone else brings up that Norm had a really good game today. That's two good games where you're seeing Norman Powell get back to what the Raps really need, especially with Kyle Lowry not being in the lineup because they need someone else to just give a consistent 15. And Norm's now done that in the past two games. And I'm going to put Norm in this category that I've kind of had with Pascal and Fred in terms of I don't care what shots you take because they just need you to get to X amount of points to have the chance to win. So I just like from the second game in a row, we're seeing Norm be more aggressive in terms of just taking his shot which then leads him getting out into transition. We saw the the classic Norm dunk and scream. An active Norm Powell, how important is he to what the Raptors need? Again, it comes down to consistency, mm-hmm. right? I think he realizes with those other guys out that he has a role to play and he fills it. Yeah. I just think you can't just promise him anything, right? <laughs> yes. Right? That's so been your think, thing from the start of the year. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I think yeah. I think if it wasn't for the fact that he's being pushed for those minutes, like, yeah. you know, again, when the team's at full tilt and you need to take, bring somebody off the bench, are you bringing Rondé or are you bringing Norm? There's right? So battle. he still has something to prove. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. He's That's got fair. people nipping at his heels. He's got something to prove. So it's not like, okay, uh, Serge is out, Kyle's out, Norm, you're our guide now. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's still... Norm, you're going to start, but these other guys are are are, They're waiting are, are, to take are your waiting minutes. to take and ready to take your minutes, yeah. right? So as long as you have something, as long as he has something to prove, mm-hmm. Norm Norm is going to live up. To it. <laughs> uh, here's a funny comment. Uh, DJ Raymond says Gasol looked like Jason Kidd out there tonight, <laughs> which is, I mean, again, 40 assists as Alex points out. Ball movement was crazy. And when you're doing that, it is cray, 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 cray. Uh, Someone here says, y'all saying trade Lowry like playoffs don't exist. I'm not saying trade Lowry, for the record. I'm not saying trade Lowry. The point that I was trying to make was the perception of making a Kyle Lowry trade has to be a whole lot different now that you know that you have more organizational depth behind Fred Van Fleet. That's all my point was. I wasn't saying, like, let's be serious. The storyline coming into this season was, what do you do with Kyle, Serge, and Marcus Gasol? Like, I didn't make that up. That's legit the storyline coming into the season. And I'm not saying to trade Lowry. I'm just saying the perception of what a Lowry trade would mean is a lot different now than what it was before he went out and you saw that Terrence Davis was real. As my guy finished with 16-7 and in this game. Four of five from three-point land. This guy doesn't look like an undrafted rookie. No, definitely not. (laughs) Right? Oh, man. Thank you guys for tuning in to this Wrap It Up podcast. Again, Toronto Raptors win 132-96 to as the Raptors improve to 9-4 and on the season and 5-0 and at home. Again, the Raptors set a franchise record with 40 assists. And again, those 40 assists coming on 50 field goals. Just disgusting. Seven Raptors in double figures. Great performances there as they run the Charlotte Hornets out of the gym. Great showing there by the Toronto Raptors. And really appreciate everybody tuning in. Q, where can the people hit you up? Where can they find you if they want to get your raps takes or anything else going on in uh, the land than, of Q? Other than right here on the on the wrap up show, catch me at uh, simply underscore just Q, 
or at at DDS Caps on all social media platforms. Hit us up. Um, I don't think this trade Lowry or or don't trade Lowry uh, convo is going to end anytime soon tonight because you all y'all are y'all are going tough. Hold on. And again, I was not saying to <laughs> trade Lowry. I'm emphasizing this because I know people are going to be in the mentions. I'm not saying trade Lowry. I'm saying the perception of trading Lowry. Your viewpoints on it has to change, have to be different now than they were then. Uh, I'm going to stop you because someone writes in with a great question that I do want to get your take on and says, what do you guys think about not giving JV a ring? So the story came out that Jonas Valanciunas, DeLon Wright, and C.J. Miles are not going to get championship rings after it was first reported that they would be getting championship rings. But Bobby Webster, I think this was in the Toronto Sun today or yesterday, mm-hmm. Bobby Webster said that they did their research on it and they were looking at other examples of what other teams did in similar scenarios. And the only recent one was when Anderson Varejao got a ring and that was more so... He got left off the roster at like the last minute because of an injury replacement. And so he did end up getting a ring. That's like the most recent example of someone being traded and not being on like the final team roster and then getting a ring. So they decided against giving JV a ring. It seems to cause a cluster storm in Raptorland. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think? Because I got my takes on it. He wasn't on the team. <laughs> he wasn't he wasn't on the playoff roster. He wasn't yes. on like, he was traded yeah. before. The trade deadline, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, it's not like he was injured, like OG, and, and couldn't play and was left off the active roster, or, yeah. or like you were just saying with Verajal. He was traded yeah. for guys that got us to that ring, exactly. Right? My biggest, I, and then, and then, sorry, and then what last thing is, is you know, it's almost like where do you draw the line, mm-hmm. right? So, yes, he was a lot, you like, does DeMar get a ring? <laughs> you know what I mean, right? Casey, Casey, do they? All, I mean, right there, right with without Demar Derozan being who Demar Derozan was, we don't get that championship because San Antonio doesn't make that trade for Kawhi. Mm-hmm. Does, does he? Does he played a big part in that? Does he get a ring? You know what I mean? Are you saying JV gets a ring, so then CJ Miles gets a ring? Like, <laughs> like where where does it end? No, right? you're totally right. My biggest takeaway on this whole thing is. I thought once the Raptors won a championship that all the like petty foolishness that Raptors fans would get all riled up about would go away. (laughs) And this was another example of, wait a second, why do we care that JV's not getting a ring? Like I get that he put in years on the team and I understand that, but he got traded. (laughs) He wasn't on the team. And I felt bad for my guy, Josh Lewenberg because he put up and he used Jordan Lloyd as an example, just saying like Jordan Lloyd wasn't on the actual, um, he wasn't on the actual like final roster or whatever. But again, he was like on the team and like traveling with the team and on the bench and in the greatest photo in Raptors history. <laughs> like and there you go. Uh, DJ Raymond just says, you know, does does Moose get a ring too? He almost <laughs> he, he, he tried to stop y'all from getting the ring. Are we gonna uh, give him a ring now? So it just But also, but all, the other thing too is that like you look at this whole thing and people were saying, well, Superfan got a ring and Drake got a ring. It's like yeah, I'm I'm fine with that. Like they were cheering for the team. Like that's totally fine. JB wasn't on Na, the squad. Nav Batia hasn't missed a game since <laughs> opening night, 1995. Yeah. He should get a ring. No, I like again, I'm okay with all that. I, yeah. What I'm not arguing like 
You weren't even at the games. If you're JV, <laughs> you weren't even at the games. Yeah. You weren't there. You weren't at the championship parade. You weren't anywhere. <laughs> right. You know what? I'm, I'm, I'm going to end it like this. Mm-hmm. At least we're having that argument. It's good to have that argument. I was just you know going to close out. Because everybody now can go pay your $20, your 1995, yep. and we can all get our own. Cha- JV can get a ring. You just got <laughs> to go to championshiprings.com, and you can get, you can get the, the replica. You can get the gold with the diamonds. You can get whatever ring he wants. Yes, we paid him enough money over the years. Maybe all the Raps fans that are upset about this can start a GoFundMe for <laughs> JV rings. How about that? But as Emma echoes your point and says, Rap fans are lucky that the ring thing is even a topic of conversation. There you go. Although, oh dog, everybody must get a blood fire ring. <laughs> <laughs> Oliver Miller must get a ring. <laughs> Uh, so too good too good thank you guys for tuning in really appreciate that great question at the end there as always that's what we try to do here my goal has always been to extend my group chat the group text to the masses and this is what we've done on this wrap it up podcast greatly appreciate it when we can talk to you after every raptors game right here on twitter live at shell alexander and on instagram at sheldon alexander like and subscribe follow up and then tune into the podcast itunes soundcloud google play and on youtube again rate us like us tell your friends all that fun stuff because that's how we keep this machine moving that is the on blast podcast network that's the main brand the main brand is on blast wrap it up is just a segment of that so thank you you guys Really appreciate you guys tuning in. Raptors win, Raptors win, Raptors win big. 132 to 96. Man, Raptors fans are feeling themselves right now, and I don't really blame you. But until next time, I used to pray for times like this to rhyme like this. This is the Wrap It Up on Blast Raps postgame show. As always, unpolished and unapologetic. Until next time, see ya. Peace.